Due to its length, my discussion with Ben Stewart about the opportunities and potential dangers of 5G technology has been divided into two parts. This is the second of two. The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. So uh, welcome to the show. Anyway, it's great to have you all along. We have um, a a very interesting topic on tap for tonight. It's uh, about 5G. Our guest will be Ben Stewart. He'll be talking about the technological innovations that 5G will bring but also what threats and risks does it bring? I want to make sure that you know where the YouTube channel is because I need you to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet, go to YouTube, search for JV Johnson and make the subscription thing by clicking the icon. It's free. There's no charge. Do it, please. Also, our Twitch channel getting a lot of steam. You can go to Twitch and find us at JV Johnson. And when you do that, you uh, you just follow. Or there is a subscription option which gives you a lot of perks and benefits. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for uh, no additional fee. Just use your Amazon Prime account to support the Twitch subscription. And let's see, have I covered everything that I like to cover? Podcast. Of course, we have a podcast version of the show. And it's available on all major podcast distribution platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. So if you're a podcast fan... That's a great way to enjoy the program here and the interviews that we have. Um, I did want to mention on the YouTube channel, we've got uh, at least 500, maybe 600 back episodes available for you to listen to and enjoy. All for free. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash Johaw. That's J-O-H-A-W. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Tonight we're talking with Ben Stewart about 5G and new technologies, among other things. Ben, before we get back into this 5G discussion, and I want to start talking about the health risks that have been discussed uh, about 5G when we come back to that. But before we do that, tell me a little bit about your films. Right on. Yeah, so in 2007 when I was uh when I was still in my band, um that was when I decided I'd just gotten out of the military and when you're in the military, you can't make public statements about politics or anything like that. So, as soon as I got out, I started, you know, I made a documentary where I could just be very forward with what I thought, and that was called Esoteric Agenda. Uh, and that was really just kind of mapping uh, bloodlines, mapping the, you know, the, the way our perception and the way we um, track time has been distorted or at least changed, um, and just all the little things that we could be deceived by in our world. Uh, that was esoteric agenda. Then, then right afterwards, what I did at the end of that was I realized, like, I don't want to be a conspiracy documentary maker. I have to put a twist ending to it. So I put this really metaphysical and empowering ending to esoteric agenda. And then people were asking, because it became viral, I had no clue of what viral even meant. This was <laughs> 2007, Google videos, YouTube wasn't even really a thing. Um, so it went viral. And then people were asking, well, you know, can you make another film that's just basically all like the ending of your last film? 
And so I, I did. I made another film that was called Chimatica, and it really got into mass psychology, um, how we project our inner problems, our hate, our, our uh, fears, the things that we don't understand. We project them onto, onto other people, and so we can play out the theater of our subconscious on the world around us. And that was, that was a big hit then because that really got people looking more at what they can do and empowering like, oh, man, that means the solution is really in me. I need to have an awakening to who I really am instead of pointing the finger at, you know, wealthy people, you know, or elite forces or, you know, whatever it might be. And then the very next film that I made after that was um, he's an individual, uh, Rob and the Paget family, he was up in Canada. He started learning about law and realizing a lot of um, the, the things, the documents in law, they, they attach you to the system in a way, and he wanted to sever all those ties. So he gave back all those documents. He wrote a letter to the queen. He, he basically he quit his job, and he moved off onto this property, built his own earthship with his family, and became completely off-grid. So I did a film on him. And uh, what's interesting is his life has just now changed. That was back in 2011, and nine years later, um, he's now finally traveling around in in a circumstance where people are like, now I get why you were doing what you were doing back then, because there's so many people trying to move off-grid literally right now that he's traveling around Canada just going and helping people do that. So those are my first three films, and that really set the stage for me eventually going and working at Gaia and doing Psychedelica, which is a 14-part series on plant medicines and shamanism. And then I did a show called Limitless, which was me speaking direct to camera, and that's on Gaia.com as well. And that's basically, that's the culmination of everything that I am really about, which is human potential. Because no matter any of the issues that I see in the world, I don't think any of them are bigger than the, the human consciousness that is meant to overcome these problems. I don't think this is by chance that we're facing what we're facing in the world. I think it's exactly what we need to rise to the occasion and awaken in the right way. And what I mean by awaken is also to heal from a lot of the trauma that's been inflicted upon us just by a system that it, it, it's, it's not complete. You know, I, I won't say that the whole system's corrupt, but I will say that our educational system is incomplete. The way we raise children, the economic system, what it asks of it of its people, um, it's incomplete and it's not 100% highest potential. So that's pretty much my whole discography of all the, you know, all the different film stuff that I've done. Some great work there. Uh, just if someone wanted to seek it out, what's the easiest way to go to Gaia or where would they go to find most of this work? Yeah, well, I mean, you can find all of it uh, if you go to benjosephstewart.com. Um, and because I also have the stuff that you can't access directly through my site, uh, you have to go to Gaia. But I have the links there on my site to show you all of my works, all the film, and even the music that I've been doing, and the blogs. And also now there's a mystery school that I've started, which is a members section to really start using the arts as a way of uh, awakening and also helping other people go through awakening processes. And, and what I, I'm not just talking about mystical awakenings. I'm talking about realizing you're in a world you didn't realize you were in. There's byproducts to that kind of awakening. That could be you know, traumatizing. 
So, um, so go to benjosephstewart.com. That's where you can find everything that I'm doing. Let's talk about the health concerns about 5G technology. This seems to be a, uh, a steamroller that's going to come regardless of whether or not we want it. Uh, and, in, and as you pointed out in the beginning of the conversation, there are a lot of great reasons to embrace this technology, but there are a lot of people talking about health risks. What are some of the more substantiated, at this point anyway, uh, health concerns that people are discussing in regards to 5G? Well, yeah, so when 5G is is understood as um, also being a different frequency than 4G, uh, then what we really have to look at is these are a whole new slew of effects that we're talking about. So there's general non-ionizing radiation effects that people have been talking about for a while, and it's been, you know, contested by many people. But that's all in, in the, the lower bandwidth. Now when we're talking about um, upper high band 5G and also the, the new technologies, it's not just about the frequency and how people are now having like microwave hearing where they can hear it in their head. And it's actually an interference pattern of the electrical signaling of the brain. There's blood-brain barrier leakage. Um, there's... Uh, issues in in the tissues, you know, in our dermis and epidermis layers of our skin, uh, that's where the, the millimeter waves are getting trapped. So potentially, I don't know what that's leading to, but that seems to be in the tissues where it gets trapped. It also gets trapped by rain, um, and millimeter waves get picked up and trapped inside living tissue like plant tissue and animals. So we're also talking about biodiversity outside of us. Um, but, you know, some of the other things that we're talking about are um, reproductive issues. And in children, like for us, we're a little older. It actually won't affect older people as much, but it will have a much more harmful effect on children. And, uh, you know, people that are still going through the development of their organs and their brain and their teeth and their bones and things like that. Um, there, I could go through a laundry list of all the, all the other things that seem to be caused, but, you know, anything you want to find out, if you go back and you look at the, the declassified document of Project Bazaar in the 1980s, they were doing studies back then to show that these frequency waves, you can induce um, any of five emotional states, fear, lethargy, panic, um, rage, and I'm forgetting what the other one is, but these, you know, these are things that can be induced that is well known. These are psychological effects. So we're not just talking about all the physiological damage that might be happening, all the inflammation that it could cause in the body. And then inflammation leads to things like neurodegenerative diseases, gut issues, you name it. Inflammation seems to be the cause. So it's, it's, it's un. It's unknown right now because we know that it's affecting the human organism in some way, but we don't know all the byproducts of that, like what those effects, like inflammation on its own will cause its own effects, and that's not the 5G causing it directly, it's indirectly. Um, and so some of the other things that were, I mean, I think this is the biggest hope of it. When we're talking about the, the harms, there seems to be tons and tons of, of harms. Dr. Arthur Furstenberg, uh, Dr. Martin Paul, um, even um, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. are all talking about 5G is like, whoa, we, we need a lot more studies be, before we can roll it out at this level. 
And Martin Paul is one of the leading people saying this, and he's even saying that, listen, we could take the same concept and do it far smarter. We don't need um, your cell phone pinging the towers every 30 seconds. Only when there's, you know, like maybe every, you know, 30 minutes or however you set it, but we should be able to set how much your phone is pinging the tower because that's always producing more. Now they've got this new thing called beamforming where it's not like a beacon that goes out everywhere. A signal just goes in uh, 360 directions. Beamforming signals you out. It singles you out. Let's say you're a mile away from the 5G box and it singles you out, and it sends a message or that data, or um, I'm sorry, that millimeter wave directly at you. So this has got other people that like, wait a minute, are these weapons? Are these energy-directed weapons? And now they're going to be in satellites? And now they have cameras that can see all the way to the ground. They can thermally image. You know, this is so, – so that's getting back into the privacy thing. But, like, when we just stick to the potential harms – there's people saying that if, if it's done smarter, millimeter waves can actually be therapeutic, and that's because there's a certain time of the day where your body doesn't mind being overstimulated because that's part of life. You go out, you learn, you act, your body gets broken down a little bit, and then you sleep and you repair. And so while you're doing your thing during the day, you're meant to get a little bit inflamed because that's a part of adaptation. We adapt to our world every single day. Um, but the issue is, is now these signals are flying around. Nobody's getting a really good solid night's sleep, especially not if you're in the city, unless you have Faraday fabric, which is uh, an EMF-blocking fabric, um, all around your bed, even under the floor. And sometimes that doesn't even 100% do it, but, you know, the fact that we even have to think of taking this, you know, magic mesh fabric and wrapping our beds in it just so we can get a good night's sleep – these are the concerns that most people are having, because um, imagine, like, if you can't get a good night's sleep or fully repair, then you're talking about anything and everything is making you more sick because you're just not sleeping. You're just not repairing what life naturally does to you by just being a human, metabolizing, breathing, all those things you need to repair from. So, so that's when, I, when I'm saying we have a health concern here, I can't put it loudly enough. There is a huge health concern, and I'm not saying that it's dangerous. I'm trying not to incite fear, but what I'm saying is let's be realistic. We are now about to go and double, some, sometimes even triple in cities, the amount of EMF-producing technology that exists in there. Tell me that's not going to make a difference in, in the human biological field. It has to. There's no way that it can't, and we already know it's changing um, migration patterns of, of birds. It's killing birds. Um, it's killing bees. Uh, it's killing a lot of the microorganisms that, uh, and all of the insect and all the biodiversity that makes life lush and also possible. So we're talking about this could potentially, let me just put it the way that everybody ends all their 5G statements with when they're giving a concern. In 10 years, we won't be here anymore if we keep going as fast as we're going right now, putting up all this technology. It's not just we're going to be sick. Martin Paul, Dr. Arthur Furstenberg, they're saying this is such an existential crisis that this is the extinction event if we don't slow down and figure out um, what this technology is really doing. Because by their studies, they're saying 
this is an extinction event level move that telecommunications companies, these private and sometimes not so private companies, are deciding on our behalf. And now you want to go on social media and say anything about 5G? You want to go and say anything negative about, about 5G on YouTube? You're going to be pulled quicker than quick. I've experienced that. Everyone's experiencing that. Wow. So imagine that. You can't even question it. You can, but you just can't do it in, in a format where the world is going to hear it anymore. So this is, this is the concern we're facing. Sounds like we're all going to need foil-lined clothes, um, <laughs> something along those lines. Um, where does the – you know, we've got obviously people that are real proponents and in, in, in industries telling us, and anytime you go to an official uh, website or, or uh, messenger and ask them if this is dangerous, they all say, no, it's not. Where are they getting their data from? Well, you know, so I want to be fair about this because, in a sense, my entire MO is not pointing a finger. Um, it's really just finding the solutions. And sometimes you have to kind of know who to know what. Um, but, like, where are they getting their data? Well, they're doing tests. They're conducting tests, just like um, Dr. Martin Paul and Dr. Arthur Furstenberg. They're researching and they're gathering their data. And, you know, do you know how – Big tobacco, like the, the big controversy around how big tobacco um, basically was able to keep using the same tactics that they were using to sell to kids for quite a long time sure. because of plausible deniability. Like, oh, well, the science is not in yet, or there's no conclusive science to say that cigarettes are actually bad for you. So we have this gut feeling, and we're like, come on. You mean to tell me that, like, cigarettes, you can't say conclusively, conclu uh, conclusively that <laughs> cigarettes are bad for you, so therefore you can keep advertising them to children? This is the same kind of logic that I see um, potentially being applied by the telecommunications company. I want to be fair and say that I'm not saying that 5G is definitely dangerous because I can say that I use – a lot of technology, and I don't deal with the effects that some people say they're dealing with. However, 5G is not highly deployed in the U.S. the way that it is in some places, and it's not highly deployed like it will be in 2025. So the, where are they getting their studies from? Well, they're getting their studies from science. I, I can guarantee it that, and money is going into it, and it looks completely legit on the face of it. But the thing is, is if you believe at all that it's possible to simply cover up um, negating evidence, like if they, have, uh, if they have an agenda, like, well, wow, we really want 5G, but you know what sucks? It doesn't seem to be tested enough, and there are some people who are testing it and saying it's not safe. Well, we have multi, you know, billions of dollars, if not trillions of dollars, riding on this. We also have a potential national security problem um, you know, and that's why I think China's being played up so much right now. That's where I think that's how you can have so many telecommunications companies saying it's just a conspiracy theory. That's, that's it. Look no further. This is completely safe technology. There's nothing that we can find that y in our science that you should be concerned with. That's great, but, like, if you look at it on the face of it, it really does seem like it could be a conflict of interest. And you're not allowed to talk about it on social media. You, like, you're getting people being deplatformed and demonetized 
just for mentioning 5G in a way that's like, eh, maybe we should look at this a little deeper. So how are they getting their science? I really don't know, but I, I simply assume that they're able to make such a definitive, oh, it's safe statement um, by possibly omitting some evidence or just saying, well, that's not conclusive enough. Yeah, that looks dangerous, but we don't know if you conducted your study well enough, and it's going to take us five, ten years to do our own study, and by that time we're all going to be, you know, in 5G heaven. So that's, that's the concern. I, again, I'm trying not to fear monger here. I'm just trying to be like, whoa, let's, pa- let's put on the brakes, and if, if enough people, and it looks like Connecticut, you know, and, and some other places are like, whoa, let's, let's put on the brakes. But I've seen that before, too, where some politician is like, you know what, we're not going to have it in this state. And then all of a sudden, a year later, they're either not in office or they're, they're just nodding their head yes to it. So, like, again, I'm an independent researcher. I, I research all day and all night. Um, but there's got to be things that even haven't come across my feed as to how this fits together in a grand agenda. All I can say is it smells possibly like an agenda, and it smells like there might be a conflict of interest, and it's just a whitewashing of anything, saying anything to the contrary of its safety is just whitewashed. So there's where my concern lies. Uh, I share that concern, and not just about this topic, about many topics that get removed because they don't happen to jive with the decision makers at YouTube or Facebook or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about five G and coronavirus. There's, you know, there uh, there are rumors and discussions circulating that there was some connection between the two. Do you know of any connection? Is there any reason to think that? You know, what's funny you ask this is. Um I've gone through a couple evolutions of this. So when the coronavirus first came out, um, there was this video with Dr. Dr. Thomas Cowan, and he was basically saying, guys, every single time there's been a major uh, flu or pandemic, ever since the Spanish flu in 1918, um, there was a, a leap, a big jump in the amount of EMFs put out into the world, radar, Uh, You know, just different kinds of radiation waves that were put out all across the world. And that's how he said, you know, uh, this was in Dr. Arthur Furstenberg's book. Um, I'm forgetting the name of it right now. But um, in his book, he's basically saying how in the Spanish flu was the same virus seemingly popping up in places where there's no way it could have traveled from this place to that place or across, you know, um, this big of a, a landmass uh, in time to infect it the way that it infected. And that's when the, the theory started really getting out there. Even Rudolf Steiner was talking about it. All of this proliferation of these EMFs, which back then, oh, my God, like that's, that's a fraction of what we're dealing with today, right. um, more than 100 years later. Um, so the, the connections that people are, were kind of placing on it seemed kind of – Interesting at that point, and then I looked deeper, and then there were some questions and a lot of people saying, like, okay, so, well, if 5G causes coronavirus, then why aren't Petri dishes of human cells um, all across the country in labs because of 5G just naturally getting the coronavirus? And so then I looked at that, and in a way I, I kind of just got caught up in that logic, and I was like, yeah, you know, honestly, so I don't think... 5G causes coronavirus, 
But then, to be perfectly honest, you know, again, I, I have to look at alternative narratives when I'm trying to be balanced. Then I started looking at, um, you know, well, what is the coronavirus? How do we test for it? How do we know that the people who are said to have coronavirus actually have that thing instead of sharing the symptoms? Like, it looks like coronavirus. Maybe it can get documented as it. And even Elon Musk was saying something like, okay, you have a hospital and there's massive layoffs, and then you can bring in $15,000 if you put somebody on, um, or if you document that somebody has coronavirus. If you put them on a ventilator, you get $37,000. Well, that's a way to keep somebody and one of your employees employed. And so I get those little things, but there, there was a lot of controversy around, like, we don't even know what the coronavirus is, um, that's what some people are saying. And then there's others that are like, no, that's completely nonsense, this whole idea that when you're testing for something like the coronavirus, what you're testing for are antibodies um, that could also be present from other kinds of flus or other kinds of issues may actually just naturally be occurring in our bodies. And then you're going to, what was it, Morocco, Zimbabwe? I, I'm, I'm forgetting, but it was an African nation where, Apparently, the president was saying, we've taken coronavirus tests and we've tested mangoes and found that they're positive with coronavirus. So then, and I even had somebody today hit me up and tell me that one of my last statements on, I don't think 5G causes coronavirus, he was like, you have a very paltry understanding of what these doctors are actually saying. The way that it's getting documented is, um, is showing that When we're saying 5G causes coronavirus, no, 5G causes what's – and this is what – I'm just paraphrasing what they've said. 5G uh, and these um, EMF – let's see, um, the the pollution in our body because of these millimeter waves and because of EMF is causing for um, cells to basically excrete uh, exosomes or excrete basically these – I'm forgetting what they're called now, but it's basically the antibodies, and it's the things that you would test for to, to say, okay, this is coronavirus. So to me, I think it's possible. Uh, I'm back to saying that it's possible, and I have a lot more research to do on this, but I've gone through several evolutions thinking that, okay, yeah, maybe it's possible, and then, nah, it doesn't seem realistic enough. Maybe that's part of the fake media. And now I'm getting people contacting me, saying, oh, no, it's back. This, is a, this theory is back on because you didn't understand it correctly. And I'm also having to navigate, me personally, that I have a lot of people emailing me information. I could potentially be having people intentionally email me wrong information that just seems very logical and tell me that the data companies don't know who I am. You know, like, they know who everybody is, and they also know that I'm making films and I'm doing interviews on Gaia, on Coast to Coast AM, on this program. Obviously, like I'm on a phone right now, and we have technology that can not only see, you know, an image of a handwritten word and translate it into a different language immediately. It can obviously take voice, translate what it's saying, find keywords like 5G, coronavirus, and tag that person. Right. So, you know, in, in this world that we're living in, it's very hard to say, but that's, that's what I have to say about 5G and coronavirus. I'm not sold on that it is, and I'm not sold on that it isn't causing, you know, what we would call coronavirus. 
Uh, and I, unfortunately, I have people saying like, you know, I th- I think you're just um, you, you're just falling into any uh, logical train that people are sending you. And I'm like, no, this is how I'm staying open. I'm Socratic in this sense. This is how I'm saying, you know, it could be, so I'm not closed off to it. Um, but it also might, yeah, it might be fake. And so to me, when you can argue over the fine minutiae of it, and most people have nothing that they can actionably do about is it 5G that's causing coronavirus or not, then people just have to move forward in their own lives as best as they can Keep yourself healthy. What do you know? Like, let's go back to the the drawing, you know, back to the the original building blocks of health and say that no matter whether it is or it isn't causing it, um, we really do need to start focusing on human health a little bit more because if we thought that disease was on the rise in the 1900s, well, like, in this century, it's going to be quadrupled, maybe even 10, 20, 100-fold. Who knows? So I like that's what I have to say about 5G and coronaviruses. I really don't know because there's so much media out there that's contradictory. And not to pour gasoline on this fire, but uh, isn't there a Wuhan connection to all this? Wuhan was the first place to fully blanket their city in 5G. And another thing I didn't mention about 5G is I'm not sure if you heard that there was um, people just dropping in the streets. Um, because of supposedly because of the coronavirus, yeah. there's mm-hmm. you know people that were sick and then they would just drop, and the the thought is that the way that it was reported, it seemed like these people weren't just getting woozy and having to sit down, and that's what they meant by dropping, but literally all of a sudden dropping to the ground, and what some people are saying is what upper band. Um, millimeter waves can do is interrupt op- oxygen uptake into your cells. And, and so there's this, I think her name's Kate Sherimani or Sherimani, or I might be getting her name wrong, but she was saying that this is what she believes, that it's actually these um, millimeter waves that are causing for some people, and this could be, why is it not everyone's dropping to the ground? Um, it could be the beam-forming technology, and maybe, who knows, maybe they're experimenting on, well, let's just pick this guy and see if we can make him drop. Or maybe it is actually like, you know, a, a freak thing. Somebody is a little bit more susceptible to it, or they walk by a 5G box. Um, but it seems like oxygen uptake is another issue, not just the oxygen in your lungs, but every cell in your body and in your brain and that could cause you to just drop to the ground out of the blue, you know. And, you know, who knows what other symptoms could be caused that's like, oh, yeah, it still looks like coronavirus because they're running a fever. And just so you know, in Wuhan, China, there are cops walking around with these heads-up visors. It looks like they're wearing a RoboCop helmet. And these visors can not only pick up what citizen they're looking at, but it's also thermally imaging them to see what temperature they are. Do they have a fever? Eventually, this is my guess, but those heads-up visors, obviously, they're not just going to be thrown away as soon as the, you know, the coronavirus is dealt with. Um, they're here to stay. It's, it's high technology, and it's going to be added to eventually to the point where, well, if there's tracers inside vaccines, they can see who's had their vaccines and not. They can see who's on their medication and not. Now, I'm speculating here, and I have to, I have to be honest with that, but I don't think that's 
ridiculous. If we're looking at where technology is at, I don't think that's ridiculous. Um, and so, yes, the Wuhan connection is they are, they are very advanced in 5G right now to where you can walk out your door and say Uber, and a car comes and picks you up, an Uber car. And you didn't say it into a phone. It just the city listened and obeyed and sent you an Uber. And then you say to the car, whether there's a driver in it or not, you say, um, you know, take me to whatever restaurant and get me this food. And when you get there, the car has already told the restaurant when you're going to be there, what you want. Oh, we're here, we're in the parking lot, and then they'll come out, they'll give you your food and take you home. That's just the beginning of what we're talking about. That's, again, the 5G world. That's right there in Wuhan. And obviously that's where the coronavirus, um, the, the, the level four um, bio, um, what is it? The, um, the bio uh, research lab. laboratory. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so the lab there in Wuhan, which is five miles from the meat market where mm-hmm. supposedly the, the thing came from, um, yeah, that's all in Wuhan, and there's something about Trump also calling this, well, this is the this is the Wuhan virus or the China flu, and I think, to be perfectly honest, and I'm just going to speculate here, I think many people in in politics actually, obviously, know quite a bit more of what's going on, but it's just classified, and maybe they can't say to the public what's really going on between China and the U.S. Maybe they can't be honest about it. Maybe the whole stay-at-home quarantine thing was less about we want you safe. Um, you know, maybe it was more about we don't know how this is going to play out. Now imagine um, why all the facial masks, why the six feet apart. Well, if you walk into any Walmart, maybe they want to try out all their cameras with their retinal scan technology instead of facial recognition. Well, let's see if we can pick out who people are when their faces are covered. Uh, just by what their eyes, you know, just by their retinas, maybe by their gait cycle and how they walk soon enough. Uh, And now expand upon this further to say in the U.S., right after the coronavirus thing, which was weird enough as a world event, now we have military on the streets, something that hasn't happened before, something causing a lot of controversy, but why? Why, if there were another explanation other than the riots, um, why did we have to have a stay-at-home order, this quarantine thing for a couple months, and now there's military on the street? Who knows? I mean, I could just be putting together patterns that really don't fit together. But here's the thing. I have learned not to trust just about any source of media, and that allows me to say, like, okay, I can trust it, but I really need to be an adult and use my discernment to know you know, when, when President Trump makes a statement, is he allowed to say what's really going on? Is he really, you know, when he's answering questions, I feel like this with a lot of presidents. You know, when they're stumbling over their words, sometimes maybe it's because they're thinking of all the litigation they need to, you know, everything that they were prepped before their speech. Don't say this. Don't use this word. Don't mention anything about this. Uh, focus on this. And they're trying to answer questions from reporters that are poking and prodding and they're like man how do i how do i answer this you know so i think we have a lot more questions to to ask about you know 5g it's not just about technology and getting data around there quicker but it's also about how is media proliferated is any of that media fake and if it is which we know it is because 
data aggregators like Cambridge Analytica and more, they actually have services that are fake news and disinformation. So they have it as a service, meaning that's a multi-million dollar industry. They definitely have videos that are being made, but how do you identify them? How do you identify fake media when, it's, when there's so much media around there? And we know that these are services that data aggregators are using. So they're probably going to be some of the viral ones. They're probably going to be very well done. They're probably going to be very convincing. They're probably going to be on site at the riots quicker and, you know, filming the right stuff more um, and causing for people to think something's happening in the world when it is, but maybe it's not happening for the same reason that they thought it was. You know, so all of this could be social engineering. And really, you know, if you're, if you're talking about conspiracy, the deepest conspiracy is not letting anybody even understand what they're up against, you know, or that an enemy is even at the gates, right? We could be deluded the entire way through thinking, well, you know, I don't, I don't get into conspiracy theories, and I think the world is exactly how they tell us it is. I think that's possible. I just also think that it's possible that that's just a way that we make ourselves feel better because we're in a world that we haven't studied enough. So, the, you know, that's what I think the China connection could be. That's what I think all of this posturing in 2020 could be. Um, but I also have to say that I could also be very, very wrong about all that, just to not get anyone up in arms. Uh, our time is running short here, but I do have a couple more questions I want to get to. Give us an idea of what you think the world looks like in five years in 10 years, how long before we see a, this, this total transformation of our way of life due to these, these technologies being introduced? Yeah, I think in the next two, three years, we're going to actively see it. I think that's what we're seeing right now, all the job losses. I think this is preparation for a massive economic change in the next two to three years. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but um, it was over 2,000 CEOs, maybe more than that, stepped down from their position just prior to the coronavirus thing really escalating. Oh, wow. Um, and that was at the, you know, all throughout 2019 that happened. I think there's a major economic shift coming. I think driverless cars and driverless industries, such as trucking, which is the biggest industry in the U.S., or at least the most common job, um, these things within the next four to five years, it's going to begin the transition. When are we going to have only driverless cars on the road where you're not allowed to be a driver on the road because cars are going so fast and it's all controlled by the grid um, and, and you can't trust a human slow, you know, reaction speed. Um, I think that might be by 2030. And when are we going to have private drones, um, you know, like a drone just the size of a car, but you're you're flying like the Jetsons? You know, I think that might be in... 10, maybe 15 years could be sooner uh, because technology, as it accelerates, it accelerates in the way that it accelerates as well. So, man, those are just a couple of the things, you know, but I, I really think look at Hollywood and the way that they've imagined it, and you can rest assured that those producers and those directors have been talking to tech people, and the tech people who are building future technology are the ones probably talking to Hollywood. So I guarantee that a lot of the types of technologies and the way that technology is going is already shown to us in Hollywood. We're going to have people with little earbuds and 
flying around in drones um, where they, they talk to their earbud. Their earbud translates it to the message that needs to go to their refrigerator, their car, flush their toilet, whatever else it might be. Um, but then again, we won't need to tell the toilet to flush. The grid will do that. And I think that's what the next five, ten years look like. But I would say the biggest shift in human consciousness is also coming. And that's primarily going to be based upon how the economy changes, job losses, and um, universal basic income where, okay, well, we need to keep people alive. And if we still consider that money is a thing, and now there's millions and millions and millions of people on unemployment, maybe billions, uh, not just on unemployment, but just there's no such thing as unemployment. People are just getting universal basic income. That's going to happen this decade. That's my bet if I had to put money on it. Wow. So when we first started this conversation, I got the impression you and I think justifiably, you were excited about the opportunities that 5G and the technology presents. The mm-hmm. second half of the conversation, you started to sound some alarm bells. Do you, do you sway to either side? You know, I am, I am an opportunist for good. Um, that is my spiritual philosophy. So I think that everything that is being built right now, um, we don't need to tear it back down to the ground. Some of it might need to be, you know, like that's just an expression. Like I, I, I think that we're very close to having the type of technology that we'd love to have without the health hazards and without the privacy issues and the spying and the I don't know where my data is going, I don't have control over it, that type of thing. Obviously those are concerns, but, you know, I – I'm not on some crusade against 5G. I'm not against technology. I think it's naturally what humans are here to do. I think we've been on this pursuit of technology for hundreds of thousands of years. I really do. So I'm excited, and I also don't think that any of the external problems out there are bigger than what humans can solve. Um, But that's where I think what we're dealing with is on like biblical proportions we need people to we need humans to go through a an awakening a spiritual transformation where we realize that what we do what we acquiesce to and how we acquiesce to it by voting with our dollar voting with our decisions of who we support whether we know what amazon is about or alibaba you know that kind of stuff you know i do have concerns but i think it only takes a few adjustments for this to be a much smarter grid. So I've had a lot of people saying that, like, you know, it sounds like you are supporting 5G and you're supporting all these things. Yes, but let's, let's you know, let's be honest. I don't support anything that is unfair to uh, people based upon their race, religion, economic status. Of course not. I don't agree with anything that harms human physiology and causes birth defects in future generations. Obviously not. However, I don't think we need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I'm not going to be the one to say where to draw that line, but I want to be the voice of reason. We, AI can be an incredible benefit to humanity. It can also be an incredible problem, but that doesn't mean we just need to because most people are, a, it's all or nothing, it's this or it's that, there, there's no middle ground, and that's not human. Human isn't a either or. Human is always transcending. Human is 
I'm going to take this idea and that idea, and I'm going to make something better. That's human. I, ne- I think we need to return to being human and stop focusing on, oh, well, technology is going to kill us. That's too primitive. Let's, let's grow in our way of thinking. We can use this technology. We can put out amazing art, incredible educational art that really feels balanced, doesn't feel scare tactic and you know, fear-mongering, and changes the narrative. And I think if you change the narrative, you've already changed the people. You've already changed their mind. If you can capture people with great logic and an amazing idea and a way that is not, you know, well, this will make these people happy but not those people happy, if it's inclusive and it's fair, then I think we're on the up and up with all this technology. So I'm trying not to send too many scare signals up in the air, you know, but I also know that if we're not diligent, I think we're on really, you know, shaky ground. And if we're not diligent, we can very, very, very easily lose our footing. And the equivalent of that in the 5G world means we can microwave ourselves to death. Uh, We can lose our privacy. We could uh, have massive job losses. We could have massive looting. We could have, you know, massive issues just because people don't know how to handle the changes. So that's why I use my platform to speak about the coming uh, world, its issues, its potential uh, pitfalls, and the way through it. I'm all about the way. You know, I think the way through this is human. Let's do what humans have always done and overcome obstacles. And the worst way of doing that is pitting human against human. We need to get over this divisiveness. It doesn't matter what the external excuse is. We should never be resorting to violence, uh, vandalism, looting to make a point. That, that doesn't make a point other than we don't know how to handle our emotions or we can't trust who's actually controlling these factions behind the scenes. I think we really need to grow up as a species, and I think we've never been in a better position to do that and had a better impetus for that than right here and right now. You just did a fantastic job of asking my or answering my last question, which is going to be, is this a step forward for humanity or a step away from humanity? And you just did it very eloquently. Uh, ben, we're out of time. Fantastic discussion tonight. You really know your stuff and you present it so well. It's easy to understand and it's very powerful. So thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Thank you so much for giving me the platform. I appreciate your uh, program. And I look forward to having you back on. And once again, Ben's website is Ben Joseph Stewart, and Stewart is spelled with a W, BenJosephStewart.com. This discussion with Ben Stewart about the dangers and opportunities of 5G technology was divided into two parts. This was the second of the two. Please be sure to listen to the first part of this interview. Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by J.V. Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.